Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of the Radium Girls. I am Valerie. And I'm Sarah. In today's episode, we're going to talk about this tragic event that happened um, on White's Island in New Zealand with a active volcano. It's kind of crazy. I feel like I say that about everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, man. It's crazy, man. Man, I mean, we talk about crazy stories, so... Mm-hmm. We hope you find this story interesting. Yeah, let us know what you would do, too. In December of 2019, around 100 tourists set out for New Zealand's Wakari White Island, where an active volcano has attracted hundreds of thousands of vacationers since the early 1990s. It was supposed to be a routine six-hour tour, including the highlight, a quick hike into the island's otherworldly caldera. One survivor's story of the account. Stephanie, Crystal, and Paul were part of a group of 38 people from the Ovation of the Seas cruise ship on a day trip to White Island on December 9, 2019. Her mother, Marie, had stayed on the ship docked in the Bay of Plenty. Stephanie said that it was only once they reached the remote island that their guides told them the volcano alert level was at 2, which is the highest level it can be before an actual eruption occurs. I was a little concerned, but at the same time, you sort of have to trust that we wouldn't be on here. They wouldn't be running tours if they thought it was dangerous. Ovation of the Seas passengers were led by guides from local company White Island Tours. Stephanie and her family reached the center of the island the steaming acidic crater lake at about 2 p.m. A photo from Crystal's phone shows Stephanie, Paul, and Crystal on the edge of the crater lake at 2.04 p.m., only six minutes before the eruption. So there's a picture we're going to insert, and behind them you can see the steam. As they walked back to the jetty where the boat was waiting for them, Crystal was at the back of the group chatting with the tour guide and taking photos. Paul and Stephanie turned to see how far Crystal was behind them. That's when we started to see some ash coming out of the volcano, Stephanie said. My dad was like, look, Crystal, look, take a photo. Because we had no idea at that point that it was dangerous or anything. We just thought, cool. That photo retrieved from Crystal's phone captures the moment the eruption began, showing a white and gray cloud beginning to rise from near the crater lake. Spooky. Very. That's when the front tour guide Hayden must have heard us or something. I'm not sure, but he yelled, run! As Stephanie ran, she clutched her phone, trying unsuccessfully to put her gas mask back on her face when she was hit by a surge of ash and rock. It felt like a wave, like it just takes you, Stephanie said. I was just knocked over. I was tumbling, rolling for minutes. I mean, it felt like forever until it stopped, and then it was just burning hot, she said. I can remember trying to stand up, and it took so much energy just to stand up. I remember thinking, I can't believe how hard this is. My legs just felt like jelly, she said. She managed to stand and tried walking towards the water, but tumbled down a small hill and landed among a group of people. No one could move, she said. How scary. That's crazy. As Stephanie and the others waited for help surrounded by ash, the hot sun made her burns more painful. I bet it's like a, a like a 20,000 degree sunburn with the sun just beating yes. down on you. Oh, man. She heard her dad call out her name and called back to him. Then everything went quiet. I think a lot of people gave up on screaming, she said. Dang. But every 15 to 20 minutes, I'd hear my name again. My dad was yelling out my name and I realized he was checking up on me to make sure I was awake. Hmm. 
I just, ah, so terrifying. I know, and your family. Oh, man. With no idea when help would arrive, Stephanie tried to conserve her energy. I remember thinking, I need to slow down my breathing or I'm not going to make it. The volcano kept... Volcano? It's a volcano! Volcano. Vulcan. Volcano. Volcano. <laughs> like the dino Dionado. Dionado? Yes, that was so funny. <laughs> I wish like, I, I wish I could draw a picture of it for you, but I don't even know how to begin to draw it. Um, I was like, that's a cool name. (laughs) That was so good. But I immediately looked it up and it was definitely like stress, anxiety, like a Mm. lot going on and shit like that. And I was like, yeah. The volcano kept making loud grumbling noises and Stephanie was scared it would erupt again. It was nearly an hour after the volcano erupted that help arrived. Damn. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. She revealed when the eruption happened... I remember seeing my hands and realizing how bad they were. My nails were hanging off, skin in shreds, and also peeling off, and they were black and red in color from blood and ash. I was told they were one of the worst burns to hands they have ever seen. Ooh. 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 Oh, yeah, that sounds painful. From steam. Nails just hanging on. From steam, man. Steam freaking hurts. Yeah. God. Pilot Mark Law from the aviation tour company Kahu Helicopters had seen the eruption from the mainland and flew his helicopter to the island to help the survivors. He was yelling, it's okay, it's going to be okay. Everyone's going to be okay, help is coming. I remember thinking, how much longer is this going to take? Because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to keep this up for. Soon, another helicopter landed with pilots Jason Hill and Tom Story on board, and the pilots started loading victims into the helicopters. When the pilots went to load Paul into the helicopter, he told them to take his daughter first. Stephanie was put into the front seat of Jason Hill's helicopter, and he took off back to the mainland. There were four other victims on board. I remember thinking, why is there no help on the helicopter? I imagine that there would be medics or like it was a medical helicopter, you know? A rescue crew with all the right equipment and everything. And I remember thinking, why is there none of that on here, she said. During the 20-minute ride back, Mr. Hill tried to make sure Stephanie stayed awake. There was a point where I wanted to fall asleep. I was just rocking back and forth and nearly just falling over, crouching over, and the pilot was like, stay awake. You're going to be okay. Just stay awake. He landed at the Wakatane, and Stephanie was taken to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. Despite the risk of another eruption, Mr. Story had stayed on the island to search for more survivors. He'd been there for about an hour when the Westpac search and rescue paramedics finally arrived by helicopter. He told them there were eight deceased people on the island. Aww. Stephanie and her father were flown to Melbourne. Her father, Paul, died in the hospital four weeks after the eruption. Aw. Dang, that's sad. Four months on from the tragedy, Stephanie and her mother, Marie, said they still don't know what happened to Crystal after the eruption, including how she was brought back to the mainland and when she died. They said New Zealand authorities had given them conflicting information about whether Crystal was brought back on one of the helicopters on December 9th or if her body was one of the six left on the island and recovered four days later. I want to know who my daughter died with, Marie told Four Corners. I thought Marie was Stephanie's mom. There's, 
They're sisters, Crystal and Stephanie. They're sisters? Mm-hmm. Well, it says Stephanie and her family. <laughs> I think I mentioned it somewhere, though. Okay. I want to know why and if my baby suffered. New Zealand police have told Four Corners Crystal's official death certificate lists the location she died as White Island, but say they are unable to provide further details. That's sketchy. Doggo, right? Like, why can't you? Mm-hmm. Stephanie and her mother Marie are angry the cruise ship operator, Royal Caribbean, told the family nothing about the risks when they booked and paid for the tour. We didn't sign any waivers, get any receipts, nothing, Stephanie said. We were just told a two-sentence description in the tour book on Royal Caribbean about how we would be visiting White Island and be enjoying it. And then a scenic boat ride that would have a lunch on board as well, Stephanie said. If we were informed of the level and that there was a lot of volcanic activity in the coming weeks leading up to it, we wouldn't have done it, Stephanie said. They just wanted their money. For real, that's all they all... That's everything. It's like tragic that happens. They just want the money and then something tragic happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Trouble. Greedy. Marie, who stayed on the cruise ship, agrees Royal Caribbean didn't tell her husband and two daughters of the risk. Despite everything she has been through, Stephanie is firmly focused on the future. After extensive rehab, she is now running and jogging. Despite that's good. the lot Huh? Oh, so that's good. Yeah. Despite the loss of her fingers, she is able to move her hands and is able to write. Wow, good job. Wow. That's amazing. I've come to terms with it and I'm fully happy about it knowing that I'm grateful I'm alive, she says, speaking calmly on the phone from the rehab center in Melbourne. Another survivor story about White Island survivors, Matt and Lauren Urie, had no way of knowing their choice in clothing the day of the eruption would shape the rest of their lives. All the sales brochure said was to bring a hat, sunglasses, and walking shoes. We never gave it a second thought, Lauren says, thinking back to the morning of December 9th. We only dressed for the weather, which was about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. I ran cold, so I wore leggings and sleeves. Matt runs hot, so he wore shorts and a t-shirt. Matt's choice of clothing contributed to him suffering burns to 54% of his body, about 30% were third-degree burns where the skin was exposed. I couldn't feel any heat on my hands and legs as they were just fried in the eruption, he says. I could only feel heat on my back, which was where I suffered superficial burns. Despite horrific injuries, Matt was able to carry his new wife to the safety of the boat. Wow, that's heroic. Yeah, yeah. He pushed me on, Lauren says. I kept saying I couldn't go on and wanted to stop. He saved me. Saved my life. He's a hero. Oh. Aww. (laughs) Lauren, in contrast, was wearing long sleeves and long pants. With a sweatshirt tied around her waist, she suffered burns to 23% of her body. About 15% was classed as third degree, with most being on her exposed hands. That's crazy, because, like, you can wear leggings. Them. I would think I would think it just burn right through it. Yeah, like melt onto you or something. Yeah, I feel like that's what you wouldn't want, but that's crazy. That is crazy. Other survivors that Lauren and Matt stood side by side with during the eruption suffered lesser burns due to wearing heavier denim jeans. So we're learning a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever decide to go to White Island, make sure you're wearing like any denim. volcano. Yeah. Wear some denim, long sleeves, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Wear some gloves. Like, oh, yeah. The choice to take another picture of the black smoke emanating from the crater or to follow the instructions from the tour guide to run, as did the decision to take cover behind a large rock found during the scrambled retreat. This bitch got an iPad out. Oh, my God. Yeah, so they make you wear helmets, but I mean, that's it. And a gas mask. So, I mean, like, that's all you're going with. That's crazy. Inside a volcano. Yeah, we're gonna insert that picture. Those people are probably gone. They really close. Matt Yuri captured this shot of black smoke emanating from the volcano moments before being told to run as the eruption happened. The memory of ash and steam spilling towards their rocky shelter is still vivid in the couple's mind. The newlyweds from the U.S. locked hands, which had just placed wedding rings on each other's fingers, embraced. I told him how much I loved him and just didn't let go, Lauren says. I thought this was our last moment. I just wanted to be found next to each other if we died. That's so sad. That's so sad yet so sweet. Yeah. We were on our honeymoon. I never thought we could die on our honeymoon together. Sad. They just got married. Like the happiest day of their lives, supposedly. And... Now that. The 12 months after have involved evacuations, triage, comas, mm. skin grafts, and constant surgeries. Next 12 months. Yeah. Each surgery costs money, and insurance coverage is a gamble as they are classified as cosmetic. A trip to the mailbox brings the dread of mounting bills. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> For real? It's hard to get surgeries approved and covered, Lauren says. It's extremely expensive to get things paid in the U.S. The Yuris say that there are huge gaps in what they were told about the volcano, which did not allow for proper assessment of the danger level of the tour and would have altered their decision to go that day. We never officially heard it was at level two, she said. It wasn't until we heard the tour guide say we couldn't go to certain areas during level two. At that point, we were already on the island. We were stuck. Matt says the brochure makes mention of Volcari being an active volcano. But looking up this definition showed an active volcano is one that has erupted at least once in the last 10,000 years. So that's a long time. That is a long time. He had no idea that the volcano had erupted in 2016, 2013, 2012, and in 2000. So if I'm going to an active volcano, a known active volcano, I'm definitely looking up the last time that it erupted. Because yeah. if it's often and frequent... Right? Hell no, I'm not going to that volcano. If it hasn't been like 5,000 years, I don't want to go. Yeah, exactly. If it hasn't been dormant for that long. Uh-uh. And not like in my lifetime. Dang. For real. Four times? Hell was, no. Nuh-uh. There was no information about level two volcanic levels or what that even meant, Matt says. Do y'all like find it kind of adorable the way she says volcano? Well, how am I saying it is volcano? Volcano. Vol- you're saying it like V-U-L. Volcano. Uh, volcano. Volcano. It's volcano. Volcano? Yeah. Volcano. <laughs> How do you say it? Volcano like V-O-L-cano or volcano it's like volcano. V-U-L-cano? Wait, you said tomato, I said tomato. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I just think it's cute. Like at first I thought you were mispronouncing it it's and then you were like, no, I it's a volcano. It. <laughs> a volcano, man. Like, oh, maybe I learned wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I learned wrong. 
Level 2 doesn't sound bad until you realize that level 3 is that there is an eruption in progress. So, it was a little detail that was critically important. There was no way we would have gone to the island had we known that. Lauren says the choice to let people on the island in the first place was wrong. Agreed. I agree, too. And Mm -hmm. you know what's crazy about this? Like, I believe in, like, patterns and, and, you know, um, there's something in nature. I can't remember what it's called. It might be the Mandela, kind of like the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but there's patterns, okay? In nature, there's patterns and everywhere. So, this volcano erupted 2000. 12 years later, it erupted again. So, I would, like, back then, I'd been like, you know, it did sit dormant for 12 years, you know, maybe I'd risk it. But then the next year, it it happened again, and then it waited three years. Well, here we are, three years later, and it erupts again. If it erupted in the last 20 years, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? No. Uh, I can't. Not my lifetime, homie. No, I don't play around with that. Mm-mm. You need to get steamed? Huh? So I don't want to get steamed? Steamed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was thought out, she said. Lauren has lost the ability to work as a lab technician. They are forever changed, scarred, having to wear compression clothes and wraps to treat burns. Their uncertain future contains constant surgeries. Mental scars still remain. In many ways, it was rougher on the family, Matt says. We were in a coma... It was hell after we woke up. I can't imagine what it was like for our parents to see their children with their skin all burnt off. Mm. I can't imagine because, like, you just got married and you come back from a honeymoon like this. Yeah, that's sad. You see the pictures, man. Ooh, I can't. I'm going to have to get my ring resized. Ooh, for real, something. Part of the case rests with accusations of negligence in the monitoring of the trip's safety, volcanic alert level, and that the Yuris were not provided with any material to prevent them from being burned. There are imprints of where our clothes were, he said. That's crazy. Mm. And you could see it, too. Yeah. Right here. This, this has to be him with the shorts. Yeah. Oh. The Yuris stressed their lawsuit is not against New Zealand or reflective of the care that they received while there. It is about choices made not to alert people visiting the island and the choice and protection for those that visited it. This is about justice for those who did not survive, she says. We made it out alive. There's 22 people who did not. We're going to fight for them. We're not going to give up. If we don't win the first time, we will appeal. I'm not going to give up until we get justice. Tour guide Jake Milbank was watching fellow guide Kelsey Waghorn address a group of almost 20 tourists in the moonlight crater of the White Island. She was up to the bit of the tour about the island's freshwater streams and how various minerals give each a different flavor. She pointed to the water and one explained that it tasted a bit like lemon juice, while the other contained so much iron that it tasted like blood. But Gross. The second tour group was now at the Crater Lake, where Jake's group had been a few minutes earlier. He was looking in that direction when he saw it. Against the clear blue sky, a gray-black puff of ash shot straight into the air. For just a moment, it had the group mesmerized, all of them pointing at the dark column rising hundreds of meters straight into the air. Then they snapped back to reality. Both Jake and Kelsey began yelling at everyone to get cover. He began to run, waving the group towards some of the bigger rocky mounds nearby, trying to draw people over to him. 
On this day, though, the day that he would nearly die, Jake wasn't even meant to be there. It was his 19th birthday, and he had taken the day off, but one of his colleagues called in sick. Jake Swells had called that morning to see if he would come in. Jake would end up suffering burns to 79% of his body, with only his feet, armpits, and the skin beneath his shorts spared. Dang. Seconds after the first eruption, another detonation hurled a pyroclastic flow across the crater. It's a common misconception that a volcano's most dangerous projectile is lava, which in reality moves quite slowly and predictably. A pyroclastic flow, on the other hand, is not slow. Imagine an avalanche of ash and superheated gas towering hundreds of meters high, bearing down on Jake's group at 124 miles an hour. That was the real threat. Dang. Wow. Just 15 seconds had passed since the first eruption. Jake hadn't had time to think. It was all just reflex, not even processing what he was seeing. But he and the others had just reached cover of the Rocky Mountains nearby. Some of the best cover on the whole island, Jake says, when the sunny day turned pitch black. The first thing you kind of notice is how strong the gas was, even with your mask on. And then it just got instantly hot and everyone was screaming because it was like being in a bloody oven. Very, very hot. Very, very loud because it was just moving so fast. Whew. Small rocks and chunks of ash were hitting all around us and the wind was kind of howling. It just sounded like being in a hurricane, basically. A hot hurricane. Damn. It's intense, man. Yeah. For nearly a minute and a half, Jake's group huddled against the mound. At one point, he recalls trying to open his eyes, which were immediately clogged full of ash and mm. acidic gas. Ugh. Man. In the darkness, he could hear everyone around him screaming, and it felt, he says, like a long, long time. It's just so hot. You're just screaming for your life, basically. There's not much you can do, because if you move out from the shelter, you're going to get blown away. Mm. It's so strong. So I just knew how hot it was, how bad we were. Yeah, 124 miles an hour. Wow. Ugh. Finally, the volcano relented and the flow subsided. Following the safety plan, the group stumbled towards the creek, which led them to the wharf. I could barely even see the creek, but once we were down in it, I kind of knew where the sun was, so I could use that to keep in the right direction. As long as I stayed in the creek, I knew I'd make it down to the beach. It was basically just an adrenaline-fueled rush to get down to the water to the boat. You couldn't really run because of all the ash. It was so thick. It was like walking in powdered snow. It was mm. so thick and so deep up towards our knees, halfway up the shin. My goodness. And that's hot. That's yeah. hot ash. Oh, I that's don't like even know walking if I feel on it. rocks, but three knee deep in, in hot, burning coals. They probably couldn't even feel it by then, you know? Yeah, I bet they were numb. Mm -hmm. As they trudged their way through the hot ash, Jake started to realize he was in bad shape. He looked down at his arms and saw the skin hanging down. It was so burned off. Ugh. I would die. Yeah. When we got to the wharf, I grabbed one of the handrails of the ladder and the skin on my palm slid off. Ugh. Oh, God. At that point, it was just get on the boat, get home, get to a hospital. You can't feel nothing. Oh, I just. Ugh. I guess that's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd get really hot and then really cold, so they were putting those foil blankets on us and then taking them off again and pouring water on our eyes, trying to get out the ash and acid. 
Touching everything, leaning against the seats, or sitting down was obviously bloody painful. God. He remembers the whole terrible trip back to the mainland and being helped off the boat into an ambulance. But then only flashes of doctors and nurses before he was put into a two-week medically induced coma. He remembers it like going to sleep. One minute he was in the hospital, surrounded by medical staff, and the next he was waking up, dazed from medication, hallucinating. Jake has had 26 operations to date, a number of which took place after leaving the hospital to release the tightness of scarred skin that was prohibiting a greater range of movement. He got another on his badly scarred right hand in February. It's going to be a hard day to remember for a long time, I guess, because I lost close friends. But I just don't have any bad feelings toward the island. It's a volcano. New Zealand's most active volcano. And they erupt, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been back since. Not on the island, but on the boat. Just sitting out off the beach. It is a beautiful place. Amazing. You have to be there to understand it. Geoff Hopkins says he will never forget the cries as the survivors of the White Island volcano eruption were pulled aboard the boat. Screaming in pain, with skin peeling off their faces and limbs scorched by steam and ash, the survivors were transferred from a dinghy bobbing in the water off the small island. There was lots of screaming, panicked screaming, he says, recalling the injured shouting, Get me out of here, I'm burning, I'm burning. The tour boat Hopkins was on had left White Island off the coast of Wakatane, New Zealand, shortly before the volcano erupted on Monday. 47 people were on the island at the time of the blast. Eight people had so far been confirmed dead. In the moments immediately after the eruption, the boat's crew made the decision to turn around and help those people left behind. We could see there's people in the water. There's people swimming off the island. Hopkins, a New Zealand pastor who was on the vessel for a day trip with his daughter Lilani, told CNN. The 23 people who were brought on board to the boat had horrific burns, he said. A lot of people were in shorts, t-shirts, so their faces, their arms, their hands, their legs were burned, Hopkins added. Skin falling off and hanging from chins, from fingers, from Mm. elbows. The vessel, owned by a company called White Island Tours, was more accustomed to running sightseeing trips than being used as a floating triage center, but as more and more injured people were brought to the boat by dinghies, the crew made a desperate appeal for any doctors on board to come forward. Hopkins and his daughter are both trained in first aid, and they stepped up to help as the situation unfolded. He recalled one crew member's expression, the look of horror on her face as she said, We need all the help we can get. As the pair turned from tourists to first responders, he said they focused on those who were most seriously injured. We had to clear airways because a lot of them were blocked with ash. We took off clothing and used that. Then you had to put your finger in and pull ash out. Hmm. We used water to try and treat the burns. We had to take items of clothing off and things like watches, then try and cool the burns. It was also summer over here, so we had to try and keep them out of the sun and protect them from the salt water spray, too. Ooh, salt in an open wound. Hmm. They'd lost multiple layers of skin, so we were trying to find something to replace that. We were using clothing to cover them. That sucks. This is the evidence of the impending disaster. Three weeks prior to the eruption, New Zealand Seismic Monitoring Agency, GNS Science Rays, 
White Islands Volcano Activity Rating to Level 2, which reflected a significant shift in the volcanic unrest. Days later, on November 24, 2019, a strong earthquake was recorded with an epicenter a few miles from the island. GNS noted on a December 3rd bulletin that the volcano was spewing debris 60 feet into the air and volcanic gas emission seismic activity continued to remain elevated. In each of the pending Florida cases, Royal Caribbean's attorneys have downplayed the level 2 volcanic activity rating assigned to White Island at the time of the eruption. They focused on the section of New Zealand's December 3rd 2019 White Island Bulletin that states the current level of activity does not pose a direct hazard to visitors. Plankton's have responded by pointing out that the next highest rating, level 3, indicates an active eruption. That is to say, level 2 is the highest rating available in New Zealand before a live eruption is taking place. The type of explosive activity common on White Island in recent years is known as a phreatic eruption. Such eruptions occur when underground water and, and volcanic systems heat up rapidly into steam, causing it to expand with explosive force. Most of the strategies that work for eruptions are based on tracking magma movements. Phreatic eruptions are trickier. I know several cases like White Island where they've happened with very little warning. They are notoriously difficult to predict. So that was uh, some of the stories that happened on the White Island eruption that happened a few years ago. Isn't that freaking crazy? It's intense. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened to the girl's sister? Yeah, that part's really sketchy. Like, why can't they say? Like, yeah. I wonder if it was really bad or... I wonder if they even, like, found her. That's what I was about to yeah. say. I was like... I don't know. I think she was, like, close because she was way behind or something. So she might have got hit really bad. I wonder bad. if they only found, like... Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Evidence that there was a human there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. That just sounds so sketchy. I know. They could that whole situation. say something. I don't know. Cause she, I mean, they just want some closure, I guess. Yeah. That's sad. Your mom... Or not your mom. Your... Sister and your dad both, both pass. At least her, she's got her mom. Yeah, you know, at least it mom. wasn't everybody, and she was the only one left. Yeah, but yeah, that's horrible. Oh, that's crazy. And I know a lot of them were talking about um, if they would have known, like level two, that it was like dangerous, they wouldn't have gone. Mm. I feel like people would have still gone because that's people. Yeah. Been, oh, level two. That's okay. You know. Yeah. Nothing's gonna happen to us. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. If, if they may, they're only saying. I, they yeah. Could they're be saying only they saying that now because hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. But back then, because if I heard it was at a level two, I'm like, okay, is this like tornado level two? Because a level mm -hmm. F five is the worst, and F two might just not be that. So bad. let's say you knew that two was like active and three was eruption. Well, I mean, two is active, but like, no, um, I would I would need more information on a level two, I guess, because level two is not is. just active. It's like, no, ex when it's erupting, it's level three, right? So it turned into a level three, right? But what did they say, level two? Hold on. 
Okay, so a level one is that the volcano is still in an abnormal condition and should not be inter interpreted that unrest has ceased or that like a threat of an eruption has disappeared. A level two is that there's probable magnetic, magmatic activity that may or may not lead to an eruption. So knowing that definition, fuck no, I would not have gone. It may or may not, especially I mean, when there was an earthquake just days before. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's been, what, level two? What, I wonder how long it was a level two for. Three two. weeks prior to the eruption, they raised okay. it to a level two. So three weeks. Yeah. So it, it was only a level two for three weeks. But I mean, yeah, probably one of them. No, I would only probably go at a level one if it was a level zero. Yeah, I don't think I would. I would go if there was even a level one. Nah, mm -mm. no. Yeah, I mean, who knows if they would have like even looked it up and stuff like that? I would have if they knew it was level two. I would have looked up the, like, even if they told me it was level two, I'd look up in my own to confirm. Yeah. Done my own damn research, like, ooh. But don't you have to, like, buy internet on a cruise? <laughs> huh? Don't you have to buy internet on a cruise? Well, if they didn't buy internet, then they don't know. I'd have looked it up before I bought the cruise tickets. Yeah. I'm not wasting money on well, something. Well, I mean, <laughs> they didn't know anything about the levels, though. I didn't know there was levels. I mean, but if I if I know that there's a cruise going to somewhere where there's a volcano, I would say wh like um what how when was the I would probably google when was the last time XYZ volcano erupted. You think you would have? Yeah. I don't know if I would have. I would probably like, be googling like the volcano, but I don't know if I'd be googling like when it erupted. I I, mean, I, I will now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know cause... I mean, I probably won't ever go see a volcano so I don't think I want to. What is it? Mount St. Helens? That exploded? Yeah. Is it even still a volcano? Can they not be volcanoes anymore? I don't know. Exploded the shit out of it. What? <laughs> exploded the shit out of it. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I don't even know what I was doing. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I would have just done my research. I don't think I would have bought a cruise ticket to see a volcano or i probably would have stayed on the boat but it was like an excursion yeah i would have stayed you don't have to do the excursions no but i mean if they're like okay no what? <laughs> i don't know i feel like they'd probably like get me <laughs> it would get you it would probably get me but i don't know now now that i know no <laughs> before this story probably they're like what a volcano that'd be some cool selfies <laughs> Not with my skin hanging off. <laughs> oh. I don't know that I could do it. God, I can't even take, like, super hot showers like normal girls. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, mine's, like, scolding. No, I can't. Mine's, like, medium at best. I like it hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> All the steam. I have to my, work my way up to it, but yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be, I'll crank it up a little bit. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but oh, man. I can't imagine. 
Oh, man, no. Well, uh, after this story, or before you heard this story, would you have done your research on the volcano to know if it, how active it was, or would you have just gone? And now, after the story, <laughs> would you do yeah, your I research? Yeah, after the story. Because I feel like people are always like, yeah, that's never going to happen to me. So, I feel like people would have gone. Yeah, maybe. If they would. I feel like they would have. They were like, level two, what is it? Go to a level ten? Like, we're good. <laughs> they probably didn't ask. I mean, they didn't ask really any questions about anything, so. Yeah. They probably wouldn't ask. I'd still want to be very well informed. Um, yeah, I like doing my research and stuff. But I don't know. If I didn't have internet, probably like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done it before I even left my house. Do you, There's two do types you, of people in this world. <laughs> but they had a brochure. I feel like maybe like they were on the cruise and then were like, let's go. Wasn't the cruise specifically to the island? I don't think so. No. They were on a cruise ship of the Royal Caribbean from Florida. Yeah, but wasn't an excursion. It was an excursion. So the excursion. Yeah. It had to be planned to go there. So you know your excursions before you even book your trip. But do you have to? No, you don't have to. You, well, it's then extra. It's, you, yeah. have to, you have to pay before you go. Before you go on the, on the yeah. cruise ship. So, so I'm they saying, knew. Like, what if, like, in the United States they didn't do it, but on the cruise they saw a brochure or whatever and were like, you know what? Let's go do the island. Well, that's only, you can only do that if they have any spots left. If you get mm -hmm. on the cruise ship and you see that there's excursions available, mm -hmm. you may not get on that excursion because, um, because of the people who pre-book it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, I could see that if, if they're one of the lucky ones who were able to get on that excursion, but on cruise ships, people plan those excursions way. So, if and if you... only 47 people were, were there... So for any excursion that you go on to, are you going to research it? Like, if you go with I dolphins. didn't when I went on my cruise. See, that would be you then. But <laughs> I went to Progresso, which is like a, a what city. What excursion did you do? We um, Progresso, we went to um, the Mayans ruins. See, that the ruins could have fell on you. No, not like There that. could have been an earthquake and I the saw, ruins could have fell on you. I looked up pictures. Yeah. And there was, like, a swimming hole we could go See, in. See, I don't think you would stuff. look up, like, bad things. I would look, you think you would look up, like, fun things to do or sightsee or whatever. Like, well, something like a volcano I'm going to look up. But, the like, the ruins, there was no reason way. to look that up. You don't know what's happening over there, girl. <laughs> it's an excursion that, you know, there's not... That was an excursion, too! <laughs> well, but it's an excursion that's, like, to... Not a volcano, <laughs> or not a, a steam, like a whatever, a, a hot spring or something that has, you know, like the mm -hmm. steaming things that come out. They really should have had it closed, though. At a level two? It, yeah. If it was three weeks prior at a level two, and yeah. there was an earthquake, everything that's been going on. Especially when three years prior, it, yeah. it erupted. Yeah. So, they definitely should have shut it down. Yeah. And I think... Real Caribbean should pay for their surgeries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all the funerals and um, yes. grief and everything for the families who were not. Well, that's the least y'all can do, okay? That's the least y'all can do. Huh? That's the least they can do. Oh, yeah. For not informing anybody, telling anybody about the risk. You go in there with your little helmet and freaking mask. That's it. Yep. Okay. It's crazy. 
Well, do we have a question for today's episode? We do. All right. Okay. What is it? If you could have an all-expenses-paid trip to see any famous world monument, which monument would you choose? The first thing that came to my mind was pyramids. Oh, like in Egypt? Yeah. That's the, like, that's the first thing that popped into my head? All expenses paid. That would be nice. But what else would I want to see? Like, there's a lot of monuments. When did these three little ones get there? That's a good question. <laughs> Do you remember them? Nope. No idea. I ain't never seen them in my life. Is this a Man- Mandela? I guess they've been there. Mandela. <laughs> All right. Sure. How many pyramids do y'all remember? <laughs> so, I'm going to think on that, but what else? All expenses paid trip. See a famous world monument. I'd want to see the Lincoln um, Memorial. What's it? What's it? You're going to have an all-expenses-paid trip where you're going to go see Lincoln? Yes. <laughs> Lincoln? I think that'd be really cool. This is a world. Okay, let me think. Paid world expense. What is it? All-expenses-paid trip to see a famous world monument. Like, Paris is coming to mind. Oh, that'd be cool to see, like, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That, yeah, those, those two that'd would be, be cool. Oh, uh, the Greek, um, Ooh. the Greece thing. The what thing? What is it? It's in Greece. Let's go. We're going to um, Santorini. Ow. Um, what is it called? Oops. I keep thinking I'm not spelling. I keep thinking Easter Island too. Isn't that one with the monuments? Easter Island. Easter Island. Eastern. Um, I don't know if I want to see that though. I was thinking about that also. But I don't think I want to see that either. Like, I'd yeah. want to see that, but I feel like there's still more. What are some world wonders? Um, Look up. Stonehenge would be cool. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if it's a, um, what is it even called? I don't think it's a, it's not a monument, but I don't want to go see the, um, fuck, what's it called? In Paris, the underground, what's it called? It starts with a C, I think, Paris, underground. The catacombs. The catacombs would be so cool. My gosh, yes. It's not like a monument, but it'd be so cool. Oh, that (laughs) might actually be, that might actually take it for me. No, but it's not a monument. We can't. But we're going to go there while we see the Apple Tower. What about the statue of Zeus at Olympia? Let me see. I think I'd want to see that. Let me see. So I think we're we're just going to go see the Apple Tower and then go catacombs. That'd be cool. On our yeah. free time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all expenses paid, so we're yeah. good, you know? Oh, the statue doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Well, we can't go there. Guess we gotta go to the catacombs. I would so go there, but I would be so scared. That'd be really cool. And scary. Oh, the Sistine Chapel. That'd be cool to this, see. This would be some art. Yeah, that would be really cool to see. Oh, the Sphinx. That'd be cool. Oh, that would be cool. Big Ben. I think they were working on him last time. Yeah. Last time. (laughs) Last time. 
Ooh, Mount Fuji. That'd be cool. But we ain't trying to go there. Ooh, what about the Great Wall of China? Oh, that would be cool. Mount Rushmore? That would actually be pretty cool. I know that's not like... But we're going outside the world, or outside uh, the U.S. Yeah. Outside the world. I'm trying to go outside the U.S. Ooh, a tomb? I think mine... I think mine's gonna have to be... I don't know. I'll see him. Nasa Volcano, man. It is? Yeah. Look, Volcano. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you don't want to go there, man. We just said this. <laughs> <laughs> Do they say how to pronounce Volcano? <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it normal. Volcano. 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 See, they're saying it with an A. We're all saying it wrong. I'm saying Volcano. You said, volcano. you sound like you saying volcano. Volcano. But you're saying vol. You're saying vol. Volcano. 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 You're saying vol. But that's what it is. You're saying vol. So. Vol. Volcano. No, it's val. <laughs> volcano. This is vol. <laughs> volcano. Man, we said one, now I can't remember. We said that one that you wanted? Yeah, that I think I I would settle on. No, we're doing what I said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> um, Did I say it or did you say it? I think you you said you, it. You, no, you said you wanted yeah. to go see Linkwin. That's true. <laughs> but he's he's not. He don't count. Um, What did we say? Okay, it's a pyramid. Finks? Sphinx. Um, it'd be cool to see some freaking tombs. That would be really cool to see some tombs. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Um. Come on, bro. <laughs> We've wrapped this up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of um. I don't know. There's like um. There's like a really spooky castle somewhere that, um, like in Transylvania or something, that would be really cool to go to. I cannot remember what it's called, but yeah. I don't know. I would do that. Catacombs. Go yeah. wherever and see the catacombs. Yeah. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, the Eiffel Tower. Have a romantic little lunch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's catacombs. so many. There's so many. I, I think it would still be really cool to see, kind of see Stonehenge. Yeah, I'm still kind of leaning towards that too. A lot of oh, the, you said Great Wall of China too. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And it's a scene China. I think it'd be good. <laughs> yeah, I want to see them all. Yeah. yeah. Where would you go? I need to know so I can have more ideas. Yeah. Bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed today's story about the um, very active and very tragic story about the Wide Island volcano eruption. That happened in 2019. Thank you for listening, and we really appreciate it. As always, stay stay curious. curious.